This week on the Push Below's podcast, we talk about the free peaks and how important consistent strength training was for her. A lad called the Hypertrophy Coach who's got some barbaric ideas about coaching. The medical medium and his celery juice. And who is the greatest ever movie character? Three, two, one, got my celery juice, Dan. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dami. And me, Tom Hawk. What's going on? Well, I'm not surprised, mate. You probably need it after your long walk. You probably need just some recovery. Do you know what I mean? After I your mean, long walk. My long walk. Bit, good. More, bit more fat loss or what is it? Cure cancer or I cure, don't know. Cure cancer, cure lung cancer. There's everything, doesn't it? There's Sorry. everything. Celery juice. Celery juice. 100% pure as well. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a, a failsafe, isn't it? If you got some props wrong here, celery juice. Celery juice. Just celery juice. I mean, celery's great, so juice it even better. Yeah. Why exactly. even bother chewing? Exactly. Just, you know, just, just go down. for it, mate. Just, just, just go that. for it. Just do that. Apparently, it's a bit on bit on trend. So a bit on trend. Well, apparently, I know you say that, but I didn't even know the, the the name of the person that created it. I just knew <laughs> trend. No, but um, but no, mate. How was your um? How was your little jaunt, your little walk? A little walk. Yeah, we're good. It was, uh, so as I said to you before, it was the, the hardest thing about doing that was, to anybody who didn't know, three peaks challenge, men do it in like 24 hours. I think we just missed it. Um, um, the hardest thing was the lack of sleep. I think. The hardest like, thing was probably for everyone else having to put with you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Realizing being in a confined space and then a massive space and me just kind of jumping around them, um, for an extended period of time. Not good, mm. is it? Not good. No bueno, mate. Not at um, all. Feel no. for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, especially going from a plane and then I had like two two beers as soon as I got off in Glasgow and then I felt drunk. Um, this is, this mm-hmm. is <laughs> the prelude to walking up Ben Nevis, Scarfell Pike and Snowden. I had one, two, two beers, three beers, maybe three, three, three to four glasses of wine the night before. It's good. That's good prep, mate. It's good prep. <laughs> it's oh, nice that you're taking it so seriously. I was seriously. It was good. Yeah, it was nice. I made it. We're good. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was just over the the course of getting up at half five uh, to be ready to go to Ben Nevis, and then not getting again back in London by maybe six p.m. the following Sunday. So what's that? About thirty six hours. Um, within that thirty six hours, I'm pretty sure I slept for maybe two and a half. Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, and that was intermittent. It was not like a solid, a solid two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, as you can tell in my voice, it's a little bit ugh, croaky, and not too sure. I think it was just lack of recovery. I think yeah. probably, mate. Yeah, um, but that's a hell of an effort, though. To be fair, the, the numbers, the numbers that came out, seventy-five thousand steps um, was fun over the course of twenty-four hours, I guess. Um, Eight hundred and fifty-ish floors climbed, um, according to my my zone. Across the three peaks, walks. That's what it's called, mate. Yeah, the three peaks. Um, I burnt something like 10,000 ish calories, apparently. Um, This is quite good. It's right now. All that uphill. You need it. You need it, mate. I'm pretty sure I'm still in a deficit. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, But it was interesting, like, how we were fueling ourselves. Like, people were like, hi. And you realize, um, so our guide. Um, bless him, this guy called Mike, and I'm, I'm convinced I didn't actually see him eat anything at all, and then I only saw him drink Iron Brew, Coke, and Fanta. That's it. He didn't do it. He literally just fueled himself on that. That's it. 
it's obviously the way to do it. He's the he, expert, he, mate. He's the, he's the guy. He was just jumping up, going straight up, just non-stopping. Are you sure it wasn't celery juice? Uh, I don't know. He might add that in his backpack. Must have been celery juice, yeah, I Definitely in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. I enjoyed myself. Um, it, yeah, I think, so Ben Nevis was gorgeous weather. Absolutely beautiful. And it was the first one, so we were like buzzing. Yeah, going straight up. Second one, it was like after about seven hours on the coach. So we missed the target because obviously we'd hired a company to put us up for the night and then to drive us. And mm. we had two, two uh, guides that were with us the whole time. And then each mountain, we had like a specialist guide who mm. knew the routes a little bit better. Um, but also we hired a coach for like, I know we had like double seat each basically, but it was still probably meant for about 30, 35 people. Um, like one of those smaller, not kind of like the 50 people, like bus coaches that you normally see, but slightly smaller than that. Um, but it's like the driver has to change and then legally they have to stop when they're driving for like half an hour at a time after every three or four hours or something like that. That kind of set us back. I think if that didn't happen, and if, if one of us was driving, we just chopped and changed, it would have yeah. really got there. So I'd have given you that on a technicality then, I'd have given you that. Yeah, I so I think it was just that. Um, we did all the, the climbing in, in the allotted time available, which was fun. And then Scarfell Pike, we had to do in the dark. That was fun. I bet that was the worst. The last one's going to be the worst, isn't it? The Snowdon was the worst, because that was... I, I think it was just because we got to about two-thirds to three-quarters of the way up, and then the clouds just descended. So two of the guys in our group didn't make it. Uh, they had to turn back. They didn't make it! They didn't make it. <laughs> it was like, ah! We left them die. Uh, they're still there somewhere. Uh, so yeah. apparently the guides have a rule of... Uh, they have to bring ninety percent of the people they go up with back. That's the that's the that's <laughs> just just ninety percent. Ninety percent. Well, they could just leave them up there. They, they'd be like, if they do like a head count, and they're like, duh, 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 duh. I've got ninety percent. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want that rule to be a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, at least hundred percent when we go through. Um, but yeah, we got to like three quarters of the way up Snowdon. And then the clouds just descended on us. And then our visibility was like, I showed it to Dan. It must have been about, I don't know, probably couldn't see past like seven, eight meters in front of you. And then, uh, yeah, then it started pissing down with rain. And going down a mountain when it's raining, when you're not mountain people, bit tough. I'm not a big fan. Mate, all you need is your minimum shoes. (laughs) You'll be fine. Your minimum shoes, walk down there, no problem at all, mate. Mm. I reckon it'll be easy. Easy, mate. Absolutely fine. Must be. To make it look easy on all the adverts for those minimum shoes, you can rock, do trail runs and all sorts. Trail runs? That is true. Is it fell running? Those fell runs that we saw some up and down like Nevis, they're mental. They well, just, yeah, they are. They just go as the crow flies. Yeah, yeah of course just, they are, mate. They run for enjoyment. Enjoyment. and like, uh, Apparently the record for running up and down Nevis, like nor- a good time is like five hours. And, uh, and apparently somebody can do it in like one hour 40 I just run up and down it. Ridiculous. Absolutely uh, bonkers. But yeah, it was good. It was Why nice. would you do that? Why would anyone do that? <laughs> I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. But what we wanted to go on from that was what I started to notice and what Dan started to notice. Um, probably from how easy? How easy you found it? How, you e- how easy? Yeah, it was just blast, blast, mate. Easy. I was jumping all over the place in my element, as you say. Um, yeah. Mountain goat me. No, no, <laughs> but it was uh, kind of looking around and looking at the people who were kind of I don't know decent at it and didn't seem to find it that tough and it was just the recovery that was tough was 
the people, obviously my clients, were great. Um, they all completed it. We were all good. Um, Doug was like, ah, failing every single step. But it was the people who consistently strength train were the ones who could, kind of could just go and stay at a pace and mm. nothing would really bother them. They'd find it tough, but they'd be like, it's kind of mind over matter, but they knew they had nothing mechanically was stopping them. It yeah. was just maybe, maybe it got a little bit aerobically tough um, every now and again for a particularly steep climb, but they were like, I know I can get there. It's just like, phew, got to take a minute to pant and then it's like muscles were never going to let them down. And it just, it just relayed to me that even something like that, and trust me, I went on, I did two incline walks to prep um, and then I walked home. That was it. That was it. That was just yeah, to get I a sensation of what it feels like, like to walk uphill for two hours. Yeah, I think people, things like that, people would always assume, wouldn't they? Like, oh, you've just got to be good at doing that one thing. Like, I, have, I had a client who, um, he's in, um, he's doing like a firefighter's test and he's got to do one and a half mile run um, twice, I think, one quick, one medium. Like, he has to do certain paces on it. Yeah. And then he's got one, like, two minute, as many push ups as he can test. And he's like, oh, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should practice it? And I was like, well, I was like, do some push-ups and whatever. And whatever. He plays football as well. But I was like, you'll find that from just being stronger, you're you're going to be better at it than you were before. You just won't, you know, you won't really. Um, it will feel a bit weird because you won't have done it, but you'll be surprised how well you'll do. And I think, like we talked about before the show, is like I think it's strength just massively underrated. And I was saying I'm playing basketball later today, and um, just from practicing and, and doing that, like I've not done any cardio at all, but I'm still not anywhere near like the average fitness. I'm probably one of the fitter people there. And these guys play basketball far more often than I do. And I can still jump a lot higher than some people my height and all this sort of stuff. And it's because I just strength train. Um, and it's just amazing how I think, you know, it's, it's a case of you can, you can really find that it's, it's a good way of, of doing things. Um, you don't have to necessarily just train specifically for your sport. And I do think it's massively overlooked by a lot of people who do cardio-based things or whatever. Oh, 100%. I don't think... Like, I think we've relayed, um, like, in needs analysis for sports before, and I think we've, re like, talked about it, where we probably edge on the side of, like, 70, 75, 80% of the training. It's all fucking similar. And then the rest of it is somewhat, I'm using air quotes, sport-specific. You try and control movements of certain muscle groups that might get overused, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. But the strength training, it's just paramount to what should be happening. Um and that's just like upper lower, upper lower core stuff. Um, it's just foundational crap that I think we've just done for the last. How old are you? You're pretty old, aren't you? Very old, mate. Very old. Probably uh, the last ten years, you've just been yeah. like boom, 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 doing it, and probably will have the lasting effects for quite a while as well. Yeah. So maybe we'll be the the guys when we're fifty that we're like, oh, actually. Weird. They'll, they'll call it old man strength, but you'll be weirdly strong for how old you are uh, yeah. at the age of 50. And they'll be like, what? How do you do that? It's like, strength trained all of my life, um, just consistently. It doesn't mean like I'm always hitting a 5-3-1 cycle or always doing max reps or conjugate No, method. but it'll be there. Yeah. But it's just going to be there. The fact is I'm probably always going to hit one or two exercises per week that are just going to be in the four to six range. And uh, I know 90%, 95% intensity, and that's it. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything more than that. And that's consistent strength training. Man. That's it. That's Crazy, it. isn't it? Accumulate, mate. Accumulate volume. Big word, accumulate. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I think it, I think like you say, stuff like that does show. 
Um, and and I think so, I think people I get clients realize it sometimes after not doing stuff for like a year, and they're like, oh, actually, I played football for the first time in ages, and that still was all right. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't blow up and stuff like that. So it's it didn't um, blow up. Well, no, you know what I mean, like <laughs> blow up, like, lungs, like actually blow up like a bomb. <laughs> that's what's going on in my head, mate. Yeah, I know that's what's going on your yeah, head, mate. <laughs> Very visual. Uh, yeah, just relaying the thoughts that everybody was everybody was good on the on the walk. Um, pretty much made it without the weather would have happened. Um, but yeah, strength train, and apparently you can just power for anything. Uh, don't need, don't need to train that much. Twice a week, it's fine. If that, if that, yeah, I haven't it. trained. I haven't trained for a week, but I, I count my tra- the thing on the weekend as training. Yeah, it should count as training. It should count, shouldn't it? It's a lot of volume. 75,000 yeah. steps. It's good work, mate. Well it's done. good. I think it's quite a lot. So my calves should be like jacked. Yeah, they're not massive already. I, know. I think that's, that's all I should do, right? I should just have like, absolutely massive calves now. Yeah. I've quite a big Achilles tendon, so that's why I bounce a lot. Bouncy, bouncy. Calves at the top, mate. If you've got a big Achilles tendon and this long thing bit at the bottom and your calf only starts at the top, you're probably predispositioned to a lot of bouncing and sprinting. What? Dan doesn't yeah. yeah. I've got that. I've got that, mate. Don't you worry about it. It's a true thing. True thing, guys. Look at you. Everybody's looking at their calves now and been like, what? Is that really true? Yeah, yeah it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about somebody called the hypertrophy coach. Um, oh, yeah. You, you. you need his advice. Let's, let's well, yeah, that's why, I, I mean, that's why I follow him, let's be honest. Um, the, well, uh, I enjoyed, you, I actually, enjoyed your, uh, your bite back on my, you actually took it kind of, kind of well. Well, I, I said you were really small on your asking. I thought you were just going to go off on a rant against me. I was looking to bait you. No, not at all, mate. It's really annoying. <laughs> I was like, damn it, he actually kind of came back with a nice answer. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the hypertrophy coach, like, he's, he's a good, good guy to follow on, on, uh, on Instagram, post a lot of good stuff and uh, a lot of good exercises and things like this. But this one um, is something we've talked about before, I suppose, and I wanted to bring it up. Um, more so as a reminder to any coaches listening or PTs listening um, that this is what the industry thinks and this is what people think. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't agree with it necessarily, but I'm just reminding you that this is what the industry thinks. Um, so the picture is just a, a thing written on his notes. Um, and it says, out of shape coaches arguing about which exercise variation is better. To me, is a bit like dentists missing teeth arguing about which brand of floss is better. Uh, and he's posted quite a long caption here, basically saying how the first time he went to buy a signature with Charles Poliquin, well, obviously he's not that clever as if he went to buy a signature, <laughs> um, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, but basically he got his body fat taken and he got criticized and basically fat shamed by Charles Poliquin in front of loads of people. He then went back a year later and looked better um and basically gain loads of body uh, gain loads of um muscle lost body fat um and basically said i implemented everything polyquin taught me um or whatever and i look loads better and he basically says that trainers should be in shape and um i, I when i first read the post i was a little bit like oh it's like fucking this again and i think he's edited it because it's not quite as what i remember it to be but basically yeah, not quite as brash. He basically said, basically said it um, in, in, as many, in as many words. Um, but he basically said that you need to be able to, as a coach, you need to be able to produce results um, through effort, adherence, long-term consistency. And if you can't do that yourself, then you can't do it at all. Um, and, and he basically 
there's obviously there's people in the comments being like, well, what about all these American football coaches that never ever played American football, weren't very good, that are now fucking incredible? Um, and what about all the prep coaches that prep people and now aren't in the same shape they're in before? It's kind of that whole thing of like, it's ridiculous. And it's just a ridiculous thing to say. Um, uh, but then I think he changed it because I think he basically has said, as long as you're doing your best, that's okay. That's kind of like all you can ask for, but you should be basically adhering to and striving to be the best you can possibly be um, in your like effort and all that sort of stuff, whether it's, I suppose, learning things or this sort of thing. It's, um, he's put, again, it's not about a specific size or body fat. It's about knowing what your personal best is. I think it's like, well, I, I disagree with that. I think it's, it's ridiculous. I think your ability to coach someone, um, motivate them, keep them adhering to a plan has no impact. Your body shape or size has no impact on that whatsoever. But I just wanted to highlight it because I wanted all the trainers out there to know that that is how the industry will judge you, unfortunately. And I've said it before. You, I think as a trainer, I think it's useful to be in some sort of shape, um, it, whether it's you train hard, whether you, you know, do all that sort of stuff. Um, I think you need to have, I think you need to have the lifestyle or you need to have a physique that some people would aspire to, or some people would aspire to be in the position you're in. Like, so for myself, for example, I am in no like great shape at the moment, but for my life situation, I think a lot of people would like to be in a position I'm in where they can maintain their physique. They look all right. Um, they're not ridiculously fat. They can lift a couple of times a week safely, feel strong, feel quite good with it, play some sport, um, but ultimately not live their life like a bodybuilder um, and fit in a pair of you know size thirty inch jeans, for example. I think a lot of people would would would, would aspire to that, um, but it's just remembering that as a trainer. I have no think, chance of fitting thirty inch jeans, mate. You? Yeah. Uh, oh, unlucky me. <laughs> um, I've just got a small waist, but. Um, yeah, I just think it's funny because like, obviously all the comments are just like, oh, so don't take a football advice from someone because he doesn't look like a football player. And they're like, no. And then he was like, no, that's you know, that's obviously a performance-based outcome. But again, well, he can't throw the ball 90 yards anymore or ever. He's never been able to do it, but he can still coach a quarterback. It, doesn't matter, it, doesn't, it just doesn't add up. Um, and again, like, you don't know that dentist may have had a, really, like a genetic condition that, had, that caused all their teeth to fall out. doesn't make them a bad dentist. And, you know, it's that whole thing of like, you can't um, you can't judge people based on how they look or whatever and, and all that sort of stuff. But they will. People will. People will oh, judge you on that. Um, you'll get judged on that. So just remember that. We've been through it before, and how I think we've always said it's 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 not paramount to it's like practice what you preach kind of stuff. But especially if you're in person, I think some people like what you said. People will some mental mad clients will aspire to look like that, and that's the people that you're also going to attract. They're going to be the people you're going to work with and they kind of see that what you're doing is good and that's going to happen. But it doesn't mean that you don't, you have to be in perfect shape at all, but it no. will be, it will be used as a source of marketing, no matter what, mm -hmm. what you think about it, 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 it will be. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's just that there is, we know as coaches that it doesn't affect your ability number one to coach at all like no. you can look like yeah jab of the heart you could be the best best coach in the world that you can have all the external cueing factors you'd be able to say the right keywords for some people to move yeah. exactly and it resonates with them 
Um, and yeah, so as long as you can motivate people, as long as you can motivate people to be better, I think that's the that's the thing he's trying to get at. Really, um, it's that whole thing of like other people can be motivated by uh, by things other than someone's appearance. Yeah. Like you could like again, like I think that's why some of the great coaches who don't look the part but have had very successful transformations with people, that's the motivation for that client. And go, well, I know this person knows I'm gonna be in shape, regardless of what they look like. That's why I think a lot of like I say the football coaches and stuff do well is because people work with them and go, Oh, they're a great coach. And they know that they respect that person as a player and that person respects that yeah. coach. So it, it kind of works that way. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's shit. Because like I said, like Ben Bruno, he doesn't look like the strongest guy in the world, but seeing him single leg Bulgarian squat 120 kilos, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's, it's just like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Um, and and I'd say that someone's brains and, and whatever is, is far more important. But it's just, um, it's just funny. I, I just think it's funny for him as well. Like, I just think it's, you know, he's in an industry and in a job uh, where clearly he takes drugs. Um, and all that sort of stuff. And I just think it's going down that route of just like, really though? Like, because then people are just going to start taking drugs to look better. And it's like, at what point do you stop that and go, oh, well, actually, um, yeah, how, how do you stop, where do you stop with that and go, well, well, so-and-so is taking drugs and they look the part, but actually their training is shit. Their actual effort is shit. Their diet is shit versus someone who may be a natural bodybuilder in an off season who's got everything on point, but doesn't look as good. And it's like, yeah. but, but their effort and their consistency day to day is more than the person on drugs. The person on drugs can kind of cheat it because it's like, well, they're on drugs. And that's where I, I, I think the whole argument falls down for me is that you can't, you can't say that and sit there and say that because he's got an easier time of it because he's on drugs. And then it comes down to, well, as a trainer, are you willing to take drugs? Does that make you a better trainer because you're on drugs? It's, it's ridiculous. Like, and that, that for me, that's the, the frustration from, from the post. And that's where I kind of lose a bit of respect for him and what he's saying um, based on that is that, you're 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 judging all this based on a from a trainer who set up biosignature which is fucking useless and pointless from a guy who's on drugs and you know who was on drugs um plus this guy's on drugs and he's claiming that and i'm just like sorry it doesn't wash with me like it doesn't doesn't work i think you're setting a very bad precedent for people in the industry to look up to you to go well i better start taking drugs then because i've yeah. got to look the part and that's ridiculous then the chances are you're gonna spend so much time being so self-absorbed about looking better, the yeah. clients you do have, they ain't getting your full support. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm focusing on me at the moment. All right. Yeah, and, and I think he just he just tried to kind of say it as a bit of like, again, he's tried to go, oh, as long as you're doing your best, you know, your actions, you know, need to be the best and all this sort of stuff. But again, I, I think it's very easy to, to lie about that. It's very easy to, like I said, take drugs, train a couple of times a week and say that you do everything perfectly because you're still going to look like you do. I just think it's 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 just poor from me. That that's just my opinion. I mean, someone can tell me otherwise. Um, but like I say, he knows. Like, I'm not again knows his stuff. Like clearly knows his stuff. But it doesn't make him. You know, he goes a lot into like the mechanic stuff of movements, right? Like the guy from Integra. Yeah. And again, if you had those two guys together, side by side on Instagram post, who are you gonna, and, and with a poll, who are you going to listen to for muscle building advice? People would probably say this guy. But yes. actually, the guy from, from Integra Michael probably Coulton. knows. Yeah. Michael Golden probably knows far more than him about mechanics of movement and resistance training. Um, but he's not called the hypertrophy coach. So, do you know, it's like, it, it's that whole thing of, again, marketing, the visual aspect of it all. Like, like I said to you, as a coach, that's what's, unless you're fucking very, very smart and you can put that out there and show that, 
um, unfortunately, people in this industry, in this world, will judge you for how you look. It's, it's a shame, but it's just another way. I just wanted to highlight that to people. It's well, just they've another done that example. Before, like, obviously, when, uh, say, James Krieger, Brad Schoenfeld, and like, Brett Contreras all meet up, and then yeah. I've seen some memes from people who obviously a little bit of hatred in the industry. It's like, why are these guys like the poster boys for uh, bodybuilding research? Yeah. Like, none of them are massive. And you're like, hang on a minute, no, but they're super intelligent. They're doing the research. They know what they need to be doing. Um, like, yeah. Why do they need to be massive to be researchers in bodybuilding? And probably, the, well, not the, they're probably not the best coaches in the world, um, but they're phenomenal what they do in terms of producing research and results. Um, yeah. This <laughs> is just mental. It's like, no, no, you, you can't be researchers in bodybuilding because you don't bodybuild. It's like, well, I do, but... <laughs> yeah exactly it's that whole thing isn't it and it it's um like i said i just think it i just think it's an interesting discussion because it's um like i said unfortunately you're going to get judged and, and like i said i i know as much i know as well as anyone um that you're going to get judged on how you look and, and all this sort of stuff and i think the one thing i've learned over the last year from from biceps and balance and working i suppose that way is that the more i focused on being an example for the people that I wanted to work with, the better that I, the, the better I feel I connect with people. I, I connect with people who don't want to fucking train five times a week, eat out of Tupperware, take all the supplements, train every single day because I don't want to do that. And because I'm portraying a lifestyle whereby I, I can still like train and enjoy what I'm doing, get in shape and I get my clients in shape doing this, doing the same things that I would do um, or how I, or, or my philosophy on how it should be done relaxing you know chilling out not stressing about all the, the minutiae um it's really helped align with people that that want to work with me um and, and that's all he's doing that's all he's doing right he's not daft i get that he's you know he, he's trying to reach an audience of people who who think that way and, and again i think that's the the whole thing with with understanding the online world and people's opinions and stuff is that you have to know who you're talking to you have to know what they want to achieve you have to speak in the language they want to they want to speak in um, and that's what makes a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I, I, and I think he knows what he's doing with that. Um, but it was just my way of saying to any new trainer in the industry, or to any random trainer people, in the industry who's got yeah, a little to, bit of, yeah, to any random person that you see on the street or goes on your Instagram profile, they're going to judge you on that. That's yeah. what they're going to do. So it's, it's, it's annoying, but then maybe they're not the people you want to work with. The chance exactly, exactly, exactly that. So exactly if, that. if they're judging that, then yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. Then nobody's coming on our pages and being like, "Yeah, amazing. This guy's ripped." I mean, the guy keeps trying to sell me drugs. So yeah, maybe, maybe he, he, he contacted me again last week. Did he? Did yeah. he say thanks? Thanks for talking about my new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I messaged. I messaged that guy so we can set that date up for that podcast. Oh, that's cool. Talk about drugs. drugs. Mm. Yeah. Find out more about them. Oh, Tom's, Tom's like making a shopping list. <laughs> Which one? Which one do I need on that one? Oh, bigger biceps. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. This one, straight, this one goes straight to your biceps. All oh, right, wonderful. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. Um, you didn't reply to my poll, and I'm convinced you didn't reply to my uh, question during on my Instagram because I, I don't, don't know whether you do. You don't even watch it. It's fine. Because I got told to I mean, unfollow anyone that makes you feel bad on social media, so I just stopped. <laughs> Did you? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, was that your mum? Mate, there's no stories to watch on there. Oh, it was, it was from yesterday, though. Um, oh, I can't see it now, mate, unfortunately. So it was interesting. I'd like to hear your thoughts, because there was a few weird ones um, on... What did I ask? Um, the greatest movie character of all time. 
who would you so I went for which is might have been a bit biased because I went to see I went to the Royal Albert Hall on Monday mm. yeah. to see In the Empire Strikes Back with, yeah. a, live, with a live orchestra which oh yeah. good really cool yeah. but I was going Han Solo would be my greatest movie character of all time I think so some, um, some of the ones here I was very questionable the argument was um, Ali was going for Iron Man which nah nah um, we got like the mask, bit yeah. weird, <laughs> very strange. Um, Doctor King Schwartz, he's from uh, Django. Decent Stifler. Oh, that's I reckon I'm going to go with Big Buddy um, the Elf. Mental. I'm going to go with Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh, I think that's. See, see I, I was like, Dan's not going to have anything decent because I, 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 I'm convinced that you don't like movies for some weird reason. I do, mate. I watch Star Wars. I've got, I got Isabella into Star Wars. I know, Wars. I know. Cough. I saw Come that. On, yeah. What a result well, that is. <laughs> we need to watch the next one, right? Uh, well, like, well, I knew that as soon as I put on Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks on, she'd be all over it. And she was. And then she was like, <laughs> right, but she wants to watch Luke Skywalker all the time now. Of course. Um, but yeah, I think I do watch movies. Just um, I tell you, I've just started watching because people keep raving about it. It's Top Boy. Just started that. It's very good so Top far. Top Boy. Top Boy. I'm on the first series of that. Okay, wonderful. I do need a new series. So Top Boy. Yeah, yeah Top Boy on Netflix. Yeah, because the new the second series is out apparently. So it's like oh, I thought I'd go back and watch the first. Obviously, watch the first one. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I think Jordan Belfort and Wolf of Wall Street is one of the best characters. Just as a just from a point of view of a character that's just like you can just doing whatever he wants, like. But but actually, the thing I like about that is that he actually was a real person. So like, whereas Iron Man's never real, right? It's not real. Han Solo's not real. Whereas I think because it because uh, it's almost like watching could it, be you know, real, could be. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been based in real life. <laughs> I think because you watch that and go, it probably it, you know probably happened exactly like that. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'd go him. You go him. What actor though as well? Because obviously I've gone for like Harrison Ford. Would you go Leonardo DiCaprio? Isn't it? Yeah, DiCaprio's greatest actor. I, I, I don't again I don't watch many classic films and stuff like that I just think I, well for somebody for Harrison Ford to have three of the biggest ever franchises he's just killed it in terms of yeah, Star, Star Wars try, Indiana Jones Star Wars, and Blade Runner me. no he wanted out because the Millennium Falcon kept falling on him Cause the, oh yeah because he got injured didn't he, he? Injured. <laughs> and he's old as fuck um, but yeah. my mum still loves him so Harrison if you're listening my mum oh, loves, he, oh, he's my listening. Mum loves oh, him oh he's listening my mum absolutely loves him um, yeah, I reckon any woman of that age group, I, that generation, would love him. I think so. Yeah, no. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I mean, we got the medical medium. Apparently, oh, uh, this is what the celery juice thing was going on about. So we got to talk about this. It's made the BBC, um, BBC trending, no less. Um, yeah, just just nine months too late. <laughs> yeah. So um, according to the BBC, so you can look it up. So celery juice, big problem with a viral Instagram cure. Um, Instagram follower with million, an Instagram influencer, sorry, with millions of followers, host of celebrity endorsements, claims that drinking celery juice can cure chronic illnesses. Um, doesn't have any, doesn't have any medical qualifications, and doctors say many of his claims about celery and other vegetables and fruits aren't backed up by science. Shock. Yeah, um, shock, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, apparently, then they like to say, oh, celery juice isn't actually bad for you. It is low in calories and has a decent yeah. amount of vitamin K. No shit. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, you're not going to die drinking yeah. it. <laughs> no. But likewise, you're not going to be cured of all your diseases, either. Um, it's got like two 
What has he got? Two million Instagram followers, three point four million on Facebook, over a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. Do you know what that tells me? So there's, right, a lot people, there's a lot of people out there who are fucking gullible. Yeah, so, if anything, just to hear. So this twat is the medical medium. His real name is Anthony William. So don't mind calling that out. Absolutely fine. He's got a slightly, slightly bigger uh, following than, than us. I think then just a bit. Oh, only a little bit, mate. A little give, bit. Oh, mate give, give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, but endorsements from Novak Djokovic, the Kardashians, Jock, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, I, oh my God, shock, I saw, of course. I saw, of course a video, I saw a video the other day of someone giving the Kardashians like a spiritual thing and they were get, he was going like this around the, their heads, right? Waving his hands around their heads and he was going, hey, mm. he's like, you're deficient in copper. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> No, like, no, don't, like, don't fall for this. FYI, I've got this copper supplement that I've just brought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got all these supplements that I've got copper in, by the way. Shit. I thought this was going to go like brain power or something like that. And be like, oh, Ridiculous, mate. Yeah, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is a big one for that, right? She, who's the, who's the the girl that she follows? Tracy Anderson. Oh, yeah. the Tracy Anderson method. So she's awful. Do not listen to Gwyneth Paltrow for any kind of advice ever. Um, like dietary, nutrition, or training, uh, or of like life, life, anything, naming children, awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we got celery helps cure. Um, what have we got? So raspberries removed. Doesn't help cure anything. Doesn't help cure anything. So, Let's just get that straight. Um, raspberries, raspberries, he's got raspberries remove viral debris from the bloodstream. Pretty good. Ridiculous. Um, celery juice uh, helps cure. So we've got lung cancer. Um, chronic illnesses. Um, some word I can't really say. It's, my voice doesn't go croaky. Um, absolutely mental. But so calls himself the medical medium. Um, and also, it's it's about those fake cancer cure videos. He's one of those people who put that up on YouTube and they got absolutely denounced mm. for it. Um, what was it labelled? Mystery illnesses. So absolutely bonkers. So doctors, so this little lad called Dr. Chiang is uh, starting to call for a load of doctors to be more active on social media to call this kind of stuff out, which... Oh, yeah, because they've got all the time in the world. Probably, <laughs> the, doctors. Busy, like, helping actual people yeah, in yeah. real life. Just, oh, wait, sorry, I can't, I can't come into surgery. I'm just on Instagram. <laughs> just in an argument with someone online. Ridiculous. No, it's not. It's the job of Instagram to go on there and go, this is clearly ridiculous. Or Instagram employs some sort of nutritional doctor for this kind of stuff. That's their job. To filter through, or researcher. Well, they, or they have, like haven't that. they? Recently, they've started doing that, haven't they? Have you seen Instagram have started um, Good. changing their policies? But basically, all all they've done it, it sounds great, but all they've done is basically made some of the posts uh, that they people under the age of eighteen can't view them. Yeah, I was like, well, most kids who go on Instagram wouldn't put their real age anyway. They put eighteen anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and all you do is press the button on it, and it just says reveal it, and you reveal it, and you can read the caption. So it doesn't. It's not like it's, it's gone. Not crazy, is it? But. but so we got so celery juice can provide relief from illnesses including cancer and diabetes. No, it can't. No, it can't. Um, so this this lad, so he's called the medical medium because um, so in one of his YouTube videos he uh, gets all his medical information from a spirit. Dan. Um, so yeah. when so this is the actual quote. When I was four years old, I heard a four. voice. Four, four, year, four years four. old. He remembers. Yeah, well, Isabel hears voices, mate. <laughs> she yeah. talks to all her or a toy. So I imagine she's, voice. she's not even four. Yeah. Like, no. Wait well. till she's four. In a week. In, but yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I heard a voice. I am the spirit of the Most High. There is none above me but God Himself. 
Wonderful. I was, um, I was just sad that said that, I reckon. His dad just said it in the room, like, through, through a little code. <laughs> yeah, you know? just, like, just through, like, an empty toilet roll. I'm just yeah. like, ooh. Absolutely. He describes in the video that at a young age, the spirit told him his grandmother had lung cancer. And then uh, and then the secrets have not been surfaced to how they, they finally heal this. And he will reveal the truth about chronic illnesses. He won't heal anywhere else. And obviously, basically, basically obviously, what happened? No, basically, what happened was, he, this spirit told him that his grandma had lung cancer. His grandma drank some celery juice, and then basically never got lung cancer. And he thinks that the spirit was right, and he thinks these voices he heard. Basically, that's what he's thinking. I think. Because this this spirit who's only God above him is coming to tell people to drink celery juice. That's that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just take a step back. That's what's happening. And this lad, no like person who's. Who would have had a sorry and a and, and so what was it four point three million was Something it like that. yeah it's four point three stupid people four point three million stupid people if you're listening to this and you're one of them <laughs> I, I hope you I hope you're following him just to troll him yeah hundred percent otherwise Lots there's no there's no other reason to be following him it's crazy mate absolutely really? crazy talking of crazy I sent you well I got I got sent a post by a gym not by the gym by a person. Um, about the fat burners that another gym. Oh yeah, the, was... the detox fat loss stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How's that still a thing? Oh, just in, just so... in case anybody knows, fat burners work, right, Dan? They do, mate. They, of course, they work. Clenbuterol works. T3 works. They're fat burners, aren't they? Oh no, they're not fat burners. No, no, they're drugs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not detox drinks or celery juice. Ridiculous. No. But you know what? People will jump on it, won't they? Brands, businesses will jump on anything to make a bit of money. Just, yeah. yeah, I just find it completely unethical. It's just mental. It is, it is unethical, but I think at the same time, there's also that element in it of just like... In the business of making money. Yeah, just don't fucking believe it. Like, I'm not being funny, but if a crazy person stopped you in the street and said, take this celery juice, you'll get cured of cancer, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> but yeah, because someone on Instagram's done it, and they've got Novak Djokovic to say it works, you're going to take it. Ridiculous. Like, again, it comes down, I know it's a bit da- going off on a bit of a tangent here, but it does come down to the whole appearance thing. It's like a confidence thing. Yeah. Again, like if someone, like I said, no offence to people, not going to listen to this, they're not going to get offended. But again, if they come up to you offering you something, you'd be like, mm, I'm alright, thanks, mate. Like, like that, you'd be like, oh, I'm alright, thanks. But someone in a suit opposite to you with Novak Djokovic on their arm going, oh, Novak says it's good. You go, oh. <laughs> like, it, it is though, it is that whole confidence thing of just like, if you're brash enough to say it and people believe it, in yourself, people will believe you. And that's the whole thing right? well, with cults, right? That's the whole thing is when cults come around. Is they're charismatic speakers that just say something over and over again. People believe them. Yeah. So you've got to question what you believe, really. I think so, at some point. Don't be a purist. Take information, <laughs> like the coaching. Take information from everywhere. Make up your own mind. You'll probably be all right. Um, yeah, trust your own values. Yeah. and uh, I mean, what a way to end it. I mean, I mean, own your own choices now. Own your own choices, mate, innit? Boom. There we go. Um, and speaking of recovery, um, one of Dan's clients sent me a thing about uh, whoop bands. Um, and I am interested in possibly getting one, just to see, because obviously whoop, my recovery whoop. is terrible. Whoop. I think it's called whoop. Whoop band. Oh, yeah. Stupid name. Um, but, they, I don't know. I'm not good for things around my wrists. It's not a watch. So it'll be interesting to see. I, but I don't <laughs> want to get the equivalent. It's like an aura ring, because I, I just don't wear rings. No, they're too chunky. Those aura rings. Oh, I looked at one, yeah. but I, I was like, I, I'm I not really going to make. I'm not really going to make use of any of the information from it. So no. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. I'd like to try that just to see and we give yeah. a review because I think that it's gathering 
Steam, Garrick Steam. I was about to say Garrick. Yeah, Steam. wearable wearable tech is the is the going to be the next over the next few years the big thing that people are going to. I think people relatively, and as Danny said, I like science, so I mean, I might be interested in that. So you, you might be, mate. I, yeah. I well, if like, you like science, mate, the celery juice. Celery juice. I've got to look at that. That's so that I'm pretty sure I should do my recovery based off celery juice consumption. Probably more than likely. Um, interesting, mate. Any other business? No, the business from me. No, only. Um, no, that's it, really. Oh, me and Mike have started the Biceps of Banner podcast, but we're course, not allowed yeah. to talk about it. We're not allowed to talk about it here, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, we, we realised this. We set it up, and we set it up in the fitness, like, nutrition section, but we realised we don't talk about it. So that was a waste of time. Good we should work, have put it in the comedy section. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically, we yeah, just... Yeah, you can um, change that, mate. I think, we, yeah, we can change it, yeah. But yeah. we basically just... Um, highlight weird and wonderful news stories from around the world each week uh, it's not fitness related it's very very light-hearted it's very casual it's um only 30 minutes no longer than that because it you know the, it just rambles on otherwise with the news stories um not like proper content like this one <laughs> uh, it is just us basically reading funny stories and having a laugh and a joke so go have a listen to that if you want something light-hearted there we go. and if you show one finally i'm sure it'll be on the subscribers also subscribe to or more related to at the bottom of this week probably yeah and uh, (laughs) and the other thing as well is thank you to everyone who has given a rating and review for this podcast if you haven't yet done it for this podcast please go and do it because it's really helpful (laughs) I forgot how much of a nice feeling it is to get people to sit like leave a rating leave a little review it's quite nice nice, Um, I don't know how many we got we got 135 Tom 135 yeah I think it's it's just nice to know it's more than most isn't it yeah oh no it is it's it's nice it is nice um but no, it's, I just think it's nice to know that people are enjoying it. I think that's because obviously we haven't had that many reviews in the last like ten months. It's, all the reviews are from before, and it's nice to know people still enjoy it. Do you know, <laughs> nice. Um, but the other thing as well, speaking of reviews, last thing is that we got a three star review on the Biceps Banner one. And Mike was three stars. Like, why do people leave reviews that something's average? Like he's like, I never want to get home and go. Oh, I really need to tell people how average this was. Like, you either love it or you hate it. Like, don't leave a review. Like, and I said to him, I said, someone must have just slipped. They meant three. They meant five. They slipped on three. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But I was like, what a weird score to give. Like, the four. It's like, what are you doing? Like, five. At this level, it's five or one, right? Five or Come one. Hundred percent. It's just like, if it doubt picks C, it's fine. It's just quite funny. Yeah. I like. I might just do that to Charlie. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So yeah, that's 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 the end of the business, really. So yeah, um, yeah it'll be in my in the link tree on the, on my Instagram profile. It's there, um, but it will also probably be around there. Like said, Tom said, people who listen to this also listen to thing on on the Apple thing. On the Apple thing, I'm sure. Podcast Apple. Apple. It's, it's already there. Just if you've got an iPhone, it's already there. You don't do anything. Just click on the thing that says podcast. Easy. Easy, mate. Um, yeah, nothing from me, mate. Um, absolutely just working. You go, recover, you go recover from your walk, mate. I know. Take a dog next time. More fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll catch you, yeah, next week? Yeah, see you later. Right.